Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is November 10th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm uh I'm doing okay. We got we got Bears football on, oh, on God, I tonight. Bears, Bears, Panthers, primetime, national TV. I don't know why why we keep getting these national TV games. That. Thursday night football. It's just gonna be a disaster. We got Badgeant Ball going back. Our, our coach made a made a fool of himself in his press conference yesterday. It's just I forgot oh, about that. Yeah, oh, oh, he's definitely not going to play. Five seconds later, I mean, it's fifty fifty whether he plays. <laughs> Sounds like Tom Watson at the twenty fourteen Ryder Cup trying to figure out why he sat Spieth and Reed, but he doesn't not sure himself. Just rambling through and contradicting <laughs> himself. What a mess. I that's got this feeling, and it's just awful. We got this guy that's won five games in 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 one and a half seasons, right? He's five win coach. Yeah, I got this feeling deep down that he's going to stick around next year. I mean, he's like one of the he's got like one of the worst records ever yeah. for a coach. I know how, that and I just goes. have this feeling that our inept organization is going to keep him around. Montez Sweat's going to make a sack that wins him a game that keeps Aberflus around, and knocks you, and you've lost your second round pick. And like, I don't understand what is going on here. You're caught Listen, in the middle. Well, I I don't I don't mind the Sweat trade now that they've signed him. I mean, uh, who's yeah, going to come true. play for that's this disaster true. of a franchise? Who wants to sign up to play for a team that's inept? I've I've really been thinking about the Bears Bears lately, and That's I think shame. you can relate to I think you can relate to this as a Browns fan. Of course, I think that the the smoking gun of of why our organization's one of the worst in in the National Football League is we've never had a sustained period of success since Walter Payton retired. Okay. Like every time we have a good year. The next year they're bad. Something happens. Yeah. Like we've never had a five year so run. So what's the smoking or gun? Like a three a three year run. That Peyton? means that all these all these successful seasons are really just luck. Mirages. That we've been lucky. Yeah. Like the year we went to the Super Bowl, Devin Hester returned like ten kicks for, <laughs> for touchdowns. Right. And we had like these defensive touchdowns to win games. Like sure. it was actually just it wasn't they had a good defense, but it was really lucky. We were just lucky. I've just come to this realization. We've never been good. We've just been lucky, and it's awful. <laughs> I mean, I hate, all, it, I, hate all, her, I hate her team. I hate them. I don't need to go back into this, and we're not going. It all goes back to the quarterback. You need sustained success in the NFL to have a quarterback, and you guys no. simply miraculously, inconceivably have never really had one, ever. You need to have a good owner. Yeah. You need to have like a solid organization. That that's what it is. Even without a, you know, the quarterback is important, but you need to have a good good organization. And we've never had it. And it's it's like we've never 
had a four-year run or a three, even a yeah, three-year I mean, run. You need a quarterback, dude. You need a quarterback. You've not had three, a good enough quarterback. I'm just saying, what name me a, a good franchise? And they've all had like sustained success over three years. Right. Like, look at the Eagles. Right. They won a Super Bowl. They go in the shitter for a minute and then they're like right back, you know. Yes. In the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they have like a, a competent organization. Maybe. Their fans might argue about that at times. I remember when they hated Howie Roseman. Now they love him again. It's up and down. Picking so up. we're back on we're back on national TV. It's gonna be badgent ma- badgent that. mania. His dad's gonna be you know, a lot of people, a lot of people nominating him as the thirst bucket of the week. I wouldn't say that to his face, no. given his arm I think wrestling. the TGL, the TGL is the thirst bucket of the week. That's not even close. They, they had a, they had a, the little fluff piece in Wired today. Oh, I got a text. fluff piece. I got a text. I got a text from somebody in the, uh, in the in- industry and said, this is not a serious author. Well, Yeah. I mean, I'm I, I'm guessing, given some of the investors, the Reddit boy Alexis Ohanian. I mean, they've they've got connections to tech reporters, Wired. I don't know. And then then we got a big. I thought it wasn't a bad article. You think it's a fluff piece? It was I thought positive. it was a good article. I just think it was ridiculous. There's some ridiculous things. Listen, oh, sure, I, sure, sure. I'm not I'm not trying to besmirch the career of a golf architect, but to call. Augusta uh, Augie Pisa, a world-renowned golf architect. I think he's built well, one golf course that nobody's seen. <laughs> Call him a world-renowned architect. I mean, like, can we just well, like tone it down here in some spots? I, I mean, and and like, you know, that's part and parcel with the league. Nobody's seen anything, and it's all it's exactly. all that's it. There's no skepticism at all about like you know, hey. We'll see. Like talking well, about the scorpion hole, I'm like <laughs> I think like the coolest part of this whole thing, and I want to be very on the record here. The coolest part of this whole thing, to me, is actually like the golf design stuff. I think is really neat for like hardcore fans if they do it the right way. I think the golf design stuff can be awesome. Like I think that is a really fascinating piece of this where you could test out stuff and it could actually move golf design forward. But that said, like, there's a lot of things in this piece that, like, you know, maybe, maybe we, we ask some other questions. Like, there, there's posi- posi- points in this piece where it could be like, well, there's still a question if anybody's going to wa- watch this. There's a question of who's this for? You know, there's all these long, big questions about it. You know, it, it's basically touting this thing as like this massive success when, when we haven't seen a minute of it. Yeah, and I I'm thought, in the camp of I think that there is an opportunity here. Yeah, I think it's I think they're under they're under the gun here. They're under a crunch here. This this arena's got two months. It, from what I understand, they're they're hustling. I saw DJ Khaled visit the site on Instagram. He posted Perfect. it, and looks like a lot of heavy machinery <laughs> and digging. Let's go going golfing. on. <laughs> let's go golfing. Um, after the hardcore fan with DJ Khaled, um, look. I thought the article wasn't bad because it was the most substantive stuff we've yes. seen of this. There's actual pictures of maybe some things, some descriptions of what it'll be. Up until like yesterday, I was, no, I'm not suggesting it is. 
I was jokingly referring to it in text threads with my golf media friends as a, a potential Theranos situation because <laughs> it's just all these, so, which also had a bunch of celebrity, high-profile investors and PR every day, this, yeah. that, and the other. But we're gonna get, we're gonna get an email. Nah. I said it was jokingly under the hood. What's what is there? Where is this? Where's the product? We need to see the product. So we can't just credulously regurgitate every. You know, press release with this celebrity name, and this is gonna. Uh, there's there's a illustration of a shot clock. Cool. What does that mean? That we need to see it. We need I've to see what this product before. is. Well, it's like this social media illustration. I okay. What is the product? What is it gonna be? And I thought we got some details in this article. Some friends of the program, Roberto Castro, didn't know he's involved in the gameplay. Sort of, how many holes is this gonna be? What will be the format? What, you know, how do we get this under two hours? I think that's where the shot clock comes into play. We got Augie Pisa, world-renowned on course design. That was a detail that was in there. Some of the tech. Hey, like, I don't want to be, uh, like, uh, uh, the Theranos thing's a joke. Like, they are very far along. And you could, like, 90%. And this is, we were commending, commending live for this, right? This shit is hard, even if parts of it are a joke. They've got hundreds of thousands of tons of equipment already lined up apparently like it's and all these investors and all this money and like they've done a lot of hard work to get 90 percent of the way there and obviously 10 percent left is very critical so i do want to commend them for that but we got so pisa's designing the tech seems scorpion the scorpion <sighs> hall I, I, it sounds cool i like the scorpion hall yeah, yeah. The teams, I, you know, th that's out. They're hoping the trash talk goes viral, which is sort of like reverse engineering. That was dropped in there. Like, that's the guy's clearly can't... not a golf writer. He's talking about blast the drive <laughs> well, and this, that, and the other. Um, <laughs> the trash talk, the trash talk thing. Listen, like, I think the trash talk thing is like a make or break thing here where, and it could break it really? in, in the way of, if it if it's too forced and contrived, it's gonna break it. Yeah, yeah. Of course, like people are gonna be like, it, it "This is so inauthentic." Yes. yes, like they yes. Ca they cannot be egging the players on to trash talk. It has to be natural for them. You you cannot you cannot tell JT that he needs to trash talk because it's gonna be like cringe moment after cringe moment oh it has to be super comfortable but they'll be natural. mic'd up like, is the point yeah they will be mic'd up for better or worse and <laughs> maybe it's worse as you'll there are a lot of ideas in here that i've seen discussed on this podcast i mean the all-star skills challenge rory's throwing out the shot clock the all sorts of different things with, with the whole designs there's some interesting elements that appeared throughout this article that i feel like we've discussed over the last few years on this podcast. Did you see the um, that it wasn't did you see the golf league original. interview with Glover? Did you read uh, that by chance? No, no. There's a there is a good art. It was a good interview. I've seen some um, snippets of it, yeah, but I didn't Glover read it. Glover talked about how he's he's over his course of his career, the strat he went into detail about the strategies he's used to slow down. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to okay. have to reverse all those with the clock. <laughs> he talks about, he's like, I go to the bathroom way more. Than, like, even when I don't need to go, if right. I know I'm hitting last, I'll go to yeah. the bathroom. So, it's like, I walk slow. I go over and talk to, like, think of, this is a professional sport. And he was talking about, and I started to tangent this. One of the players 
is talking about how he goes over and talks to people that he knows in the crowd to slow down before a shot. Like, think about a pitcher in Major League Baseball being throwing a pitch, walking over to the to this to the to the third baseline and talking to the friend in the crowd before the next pitch. Were you on the text chain that suggested Glover was an ad to TGL because he could just walk to the walk to the arena because he lives in Jupiter? I, no. I mean, they're scrambling, I think. They got two months. I think they've done so much work. I think it's a Did massive you see idea. Did Eric Patterson's tweet? No. I like had me dying. Whoa, it, was a, it was in rela- relation to the screen. Yeah. Which I, I think the screen's smaller than I thought. Is it? Why? I guess I, I had know. no idea what so, it was. I thought it was maybe a top golf or a, I thought it I thought it was gonna be like champion. Dallas Cowboys Stadium. I okay. thought it was gonna be just massive. So, anyways, the Eric Patterson tweet tweet was like, now I know why Spieth didn't sign. That screen's way too far away. Like insinuating that he might miss the screen. Which I think I want to know what happens. Like this is a real question I have. What happens if somebody hits a hosel rocket and misses the screen? Yeah. Is there a penalty? Is yeah. the mat? I think the hole should be lost. Yeah. If they miss the screen, if a player misses the screen, the hole's over. Is my my vote? Uh, yeah, yeah, forfeit the hole. Yeah, it's so. I mean, anyways, it's the most substantive thing we've got on this league of uh, the CGL. There's a bunch of like goofy stuff in it about the golf league. Uh, the viral, t- uh, the viral trash talk, hoping for reverse engineering virality. Um, Rory suggesting we may do All Star Weekend. Mike McCarley on the, another podcast, the Oren Marchant, saying it's now a twenty-one million dollar purse. They're trying to, I think they're trying to figure out what their messaging is. Like, it's real competition. They're playing for twenty-one million. Well, I mean, we know money doesn't beget like real competition, right? We've seen that Ryder Cup plays for no money. Live place for a lot of money. I don't know which one you'd consider more competitive in the throes of it. But, you know, we're getting more. I, I don't think they know what they want to be yet in terms of, are we just this goofy ABC network show? Like, holy moly. Are we like serious? And it's going to be a fine line to walk. I, I think they're pretty far, far along. They should be commended for that. But uh, I need to like actually see the thing from now on. This thing's dominated dominated Q4. They know what they're doing with like, it's owning the conversation. And uh, this article was like, I don't know, real details. You see Cameron Young hitting shots. You see the actual turf. You see some of the stuff about, you know, conditions and turning up the wind. They don't want to go too far into virtual reality. Like the guy's like, why wouldn't you hit a shot down like fifth Avenue? Or like, you could do that technically, but it seems like they're trying to walk that balance. Right. And keep it, keep it as, as real golf. Um, I love, love, Big Norb, Big Norb Gambuza from the PGA Tour comes rumbling into the article, elbows his way in, watching all of this closely to see whether the innovations might find their way into tournaments. Quote, we may find some new competitive elements. That shot clock thing is cool. No shit. Great. We've only been, yeah, yeah. Then Lucas might have to, you know, get hustling on the course too. I, well, so. it seems like he can adjust back. He's he's somebody that's had to slow down. He's right. like, it's, it's a disadvantage to play fast. That's insane. It's insane. Right. Think about in the NBA, it being a disadvantage to be fast or yep. the NFL. Like this guy runs fast. It's, you know what? This quarterback makes reads just too fast. 
<laughs> he needs to slow down. So it's insane. I had it's, a little. <laughs> Go ahead. It's the craziest thing ever. I I can't I can't get over it. I can't get over how transparent these players are about how it's an advantage to play slow. Well, we know, and that. then they all have this line of like it's impossible. It's impossible for this to to get faster. And it's like, wait, what? What? What are we? Are we? How is it impossible? You play for $20 million purses and you're telling me you can't hire people. You can't hire 40 people for $50,000 a year to follow people around with a shot clock. Are you, are you kidding me? You don't think that this is possible? How about this description of the green? TGL teams will play a short game of space about half the length of a soccer pitch with a round of rotating green. Underneath the putting surface are three concentric circles of steel held up by more than 500 beams and 49 steel supports bolted to the concrete floor. Quote, Stonehenge comes to mind. This is Macaulay, the, the tech bro, uh, the tech guy from Top Golf that came over. Stonehenge? I think that's a little aggressive. When nothing's happening, the turntable just sits there. When it's time to change the green setup to conform to the course architect's plan, a commercial compressor blows into airbags in the support structure, lifting and rotating the turntable. When Cam Young tested the system in Orlando, TGL team demonstrated how to tilt the green surface, changing the direction that a putt breaks with the push of a button. So, I mean, they're... Can I, Go can I, can I, uh, can I put a conspiracy out here? Yeah. I think that the technology is really, really awesome. Really yeah. cool. I thought that's the value of this article. We got a little bit of peek into what's happening there. Conspiracy theory, tin tinfoil hat. Uh-huh. Been thinking about this in the shed all morning. While <gasps> that's the this. place to put on the tinfoil hat. Shit. Is this all a ploy? Is it all a ploy to unseat Top Golf? Why? Because Tiger has a stake in full swing. Full swing they is see the tech all provider. this money, all this money being made by Top Golf. Maybe not Although, all that money. The quarter, bad, bad quarterly earnings, earnings. Bad earnings. popped based on Top Golf saying it was a post-COVID, <laughs> you know, office, you know, office boom, party boom last year. So, it's, it's dissipating. So anyways, whatever. It's you know, billion dollar company. It's big. Is this all just a ploy of like we're going to create a top golf competitor and we're going to do it through this league and then once that once it's proven out once it, then we're going to scale this up and build these place these things all over the place and people can play TGL. Uh it's potential. I think that's a possible it's it's conspiratorial for sure, but it's a, a conspiratorial is this all, is outcome. Is all a food is this all a food and beverage play? <laughs> Celebrity chefs shirtless cook bacon cooking um well i guess that brings me to my next point it's a good it's a good conspiracy i'm I'm open to that i don't think it knows i mean it originated with mike mccarley like just coming up with idea an idea and obviously you get tiger on board and things start to move i had a little whiplash today from this wired article and right on top of it we got the netflix cup with Lando, no, we got the pairings for that where it costs you $2 million to advertise. It's, there's no commercials, live events. So it's another thing of the match. Like it's silly season right now. TGL stuff. It's Netflix Cup. Um, like, I don't know. I I ran into uh, uh anecdotal. Go ahead. What are you going to say? 
Looks like I just, pop I was going to say that it seems like silly season is sillier than ever with the way that with the new system, which I'm all for. I love silly season. This yeah, is my favorite awesome. time of year, maybe to talk about golf. So it's I, the silliest of seasons right now. Yeah. All right. I'm going to win this. We don't stop our podcast to edit anything. So if I sound like an idiot, it's fine. Uh, like I'm just, I'm thinking through my head as we talk. And, the, and I think talk people about are pretty aware that we don't edit. It, <laughs> what you podcast. see is what you get. <laughs> But I ran into Will Smith the other day at a youth sports thing. He's the National Link Trust. Name, name right? dropper. No, I, I want to give him credit for putting this thought I'm in my head. You, you ran into a famous actor, you know? Will Smith. No, National Link Trust. And we were talking about golf, golf stuff. Golf Will Smith. Yes. The golf. We were talking about golf stuff on the side of a youth practice and um, just chopping it up. And, and we we're talking about something. And and he got, and I, I, I don't know if we were off the record, but he said this recently on a podcast too, similar thing about how poor a job golf has done messaging itself, right? And I think like a large part of his point there is like 99.9% of how we talk about golf is focused on like professional golf. And we're complicit in this. Like we, 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 there's demand for it. We talk about it. There's interest in it. And like, he's right. And he's doing all these great things with National Links Trust. And, and we're biased in that because we know him. And we know that program. And that's like, that is the 99% of the game is where, people interact with it and i'm coming off and i'm thinking about this and i'm coming off a week when saturday amon lynch posts the article about sort of the wolves the private equity wolves at the gate of the global home and then we're hitting with golf and yeah and like that, an aerospace, military acorn aerospace. Bo- acorn boy. Oh, that, that's the God. acorn boys. So that's Saturday. Tuesday's this Wired article with like all these like billions Thursday, and millions of right? dollars. What, whatever. Thursday. Thursday's the Wired article about, you know, there's going to be this many millions of dollars of tech and put into this and that. And I had we asked somebody what they thought of it today and he's like i don't know if guys are gonna fly from the west coast they're gonna start getting annoyed it's a 21 million dollar purse for five nights five obligations <laughs> like we're gonna do a flashback here on the ned bank challenge where guys would fly to south africa for a chance of like and i get inflation i understand that i'm not naive but five nights there's too much money if these guys aren't gonna fly to jupiter for five nights a chance at a nine million dollar purse and somebody, and I think he was right. The person who said it's going to become a pain in the ass for the guys flying west. So, anyways, we got this wired article. I think, I think that was part of the ROM thing, along with right? other things, along with that being tomorrow, Junior. You know, it was yeah. uh, it was it, that part of, was part of the decision. So these guys might get bothered to fly five nights. So we got the wired article with all this innovation, and then we got the Netflix Cup, and it's two million dollars, and it's like. I get it's for an F1 audience. It just feels a little ham-fisted, but I'm sure it'll do fine. And this is what Will was talking about. It's like all this attention, 99% of the attention is on these three things, private equity and aerospace, military aerospace tech, maybe controlling professional golf or wanting to. This, This sort of TGL idea. And then like the net, like that is the entire news cycle. And it just sort of like bummed me out. There's, there's innovation for, I'm winning this. I would say there's innovation sort of probably for the greater good, right? Something that would like help a lot of people. There's innovation maybe because there's demand and people want it. And then there's innovation 
<laughs> because a small group of people feel like they could be made a lot wealthier from it. And sometimes all three of those line up, right? And you're made wealthier and it serves a greater good. And they're like, all of those line up. But like a lot of this innovation <laughs> feels like a small group of people who are already fabulously wealthy, executives, professional golfers, just want to be made more wealthy. And there may be demand for it. There may end up being demand for TGL. There may be end up being demand for some new co. I don't know. I'm there winning might be, this. There might be a demand for TGL to become the top golf competitor. Everybody's trying to be. And that exactly. And maybe that's where that that idea evolves. If your conspiracy is born true. But anyways, I've just been a little sort of stopped me in my tracks based off that conversation I had last week. Like everything in golf right now is about I don't know, private money. equity, business. Yeah, I'm not naive. Look, we try to make money too. I'm not suggesting I'm not ascribing bad intentions to anyone involved here. I'm not saying they're ba- poor intent, bad malintention. I was listening to uh, a friend of golf, Malcolm Gladwell, on the Bill Simmons show last week. Or one of this the week. Yeah, yeah. Friend of golf. Noted, yeah. noted, illustrious friend of golf. He did bring up golf like a lot. I was they had he had this great rant about technology and he had it he nailed it until he was like golf's doing a great job combating technology. I, was, I like was like I was like gonna cut out the whole thing and be like and and then he said that and I was like, oh my god, you just you know, I was thinking about like yeah. writing into the show and writing yeah. like a long <laughs> this is email insane. about yeah. like you need yeah. to you need to rebuke this. Yeah. But anyways, he was talking about and he talked he was talking mostly about the super shoes and running. And like how like basically every running race is under question. And then he it got like after after you know 15 minutes, he got to this point and he got and I thought it was I th- I I can't stop thinking about it. He said he something along the lines of like can we just like we're getting all this new technology, all these new things, and nobody ever asks the question of like, do we actually want this? Right. Well, that's and I'm yeah. not saying like this could end up being great. What are we? But I think like for? a lot of a lot of things in the world. This is more of a world talk. But this just like made me yeah. think back to that. Is like, did anybody stop and ask like, do people actually want this? <laughs> and I think like that is like a great innovating area for the like, sake of innovating. To like, it's like, do we actually want this technology? Like it. it I think like screen golf and all this stuff is great. Um, I think that like it is like a great thing. Yeah, totally. And yes, people want this. Yep. But like, do we need another thing for for twenty people to go play golf for millions of dollars? Do we need another avenue for them, for the for the people that tend to have outsized influence and outsized power in the sport of golf? Um, was, it, do we really need another platform that for them to to add to their power? Um, influence on the sport. This goes to your Will Smith thing. It's like what they do with their symposium, their National Links Trust Symposium. And that's you know, 99% where they get leaders, of the game. They yes, get leaders of, of municipal golf courses right. all to this event. And they talk about the real issues. You want to talk about, oh, this could grow the game. Like, no, this doesn't grow the game. It pales in comparison to these people that are running municipal golf courses. That got zero ink. Zero ink. Well, I, yeah, yep. and, and it's like that's a, that's an event that's actually 
actually having like a, a large and outsized impact on the future of golf, but that nobody's covering that because for some reason, these pampered Fs, as Pat Cantley top. would call, yep. 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 go play golf because they're good at golf. Go play for millions of dollars. And they're the ones that get 99% of the ink. And I did not intend to get yep. down this rabbit hole. I love it. But what, but what I want, what I would love is an article, a Wired article about... You know, a bunch of rich people in the game of golf saying, hey, we're going to build a bunch of awesome, cheap municipal golf courses so people could go play golf. And and we believe, hey, you know what? A lot of people, myself included, your, you know, myself included, grew up playing a municipal golf course. Yeah. And we need to have cool municipal golf. And guess Island what? Park. We raised all this money from celebrity investors, and we're going to change the way that grassroots golf is played. Instead... It's like, hey, we raised a bunch of money from a bunch of rich people just to give the money to the richest people in golf. Yeah, and there rant. will be some trickle down. Like, like, good. I know the tour gives back. There is a little bit of that, but it's not addressing it head on. There is some trickle down stuff from these 0.01% people making even more money. Uh, I got a great, before we go to Fat Cork, I got a great... <laughs> Great piece of testimony from inside the boat. Somebody was visiting the global home today. Kind of part and parcel of what we're talking about. You gotta be careful about what day they're gonna check the records. They're visiting the global home. Apparently they're they're as they are, giving back to charity. A bunch of like ringing cowbells and hooting and hollering as they uh as they uh were like stuffing like turkeys or stuffing giveaway, giveaway for charity. <laughs> like the person was like, of course they were filming it for like their show or, or whatever, or some social content <laughs> while up above uh, guy Kinnings, you know, who's the Euro tourist guy, like, you know, Scott Pelly's the guy out front in the blue glasses uh, or Keith. Shit. Um, but oh, yeah, guy, Kinnings is, guy Kinnings is like really the guy apparently at Euro tour. He's meeting and they've got the big board meeting. There was just like this person who's visiting. They're like, they're, the board meetings are happening and like they're deciding to, 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 you know, put more money into the pocket of, of whoever the pampered apps, as you say, while down below people are like, like filming, like stuffing the charity box with hooting and hollering. It was just sort of this interesting dichotomy at the global home. But yeah, the, the big board meetings happening there, apparently, uh, you know, as they decide what to do, who to take on, the Acorn Boys. But anyways, one thing they could do to celebrate, to bring in their meetings, whatever they decide to go with, they go to fatcork.com slash golf and order up a golf-centric package to celebrate the holidays as they come around, or maybe the closing of a big deal on who they're going to be investing with. You go to fatcork.com slash golf, use the promo code. They could get the framework uh, agreement package. Bundle. Yeah. There you go. They can look into that. That's great. The thing about the framework agreement bundle, I just, I, I know, I know for a fact this is, but I would, if I ordered that, I might be a little worried it may never come to fruition. You know, but That's I know true. for a fact with they will with deliver with a handwritten note deliver. with a handwritten note, one to one customer service. This is not these are these are sicko listeners on the other end wanting to serve and sell for you uh, around the holidays. The framework agreement bundle is described as two bottles that couldn't be more different, uh, but we brought them together anyway. 
I like that. So you go to fatquirk.com slash golf. It's holiday time. You got Thanksgiving coming. You got uh, Christmas Hanukkah coming after that. Uh, stock up. You'll be the king of the party, the king host or the guest, wherever you show up or if you're, you're having people over. Uh, and you're supporting people who are like you, who are big fans of this podcast, golf sickos, as is evidenced by some of these named packages. Um, and uh, use the promo code GOLF. And you get free shipping. That's not an insignificant amount of money, as they tell us. You know, it's a minimum, probably a $20 savings. Could be up to 80 if you're, you're getting a bunch, getting a Husky Boy order. Uh, but thanks to Fat Cork, this is honestly, this has been a great partner. Amazing people to work with, uh, setting up this landing page. And, and kind of an easy thing to do, to be a winner around the holidays. So fatcork.com slash golf. All right, let's move on here. You want to hit notes real quick? We've got... The live open zone. I don't, I don't think we the, were. I don't think we were expected to spend thirty minutes on that. I had a great flashback Friday. Do you want me to do that, yeah. or should we pass it on? Do, do we want to do golf advice or flashback Friday? Um, I guess we could just do a burly boy episode. Get used to. It. We got. We got a year in review coming down the pipe, staring me right. I don't know blocked, what I'm gonna do. I I don't either. We never do. You blocked three and a half hours off on the calendar. I was like, oh my god, master monster recording session. We got to get our research done now for that. Uh, let's do a little flashback for the Ned Bank Golf Challenge in Sun are City. We to, when are we going to talk about the Live Open series? I'm sure it won't be contrived and and premeditated. I uh, the interesting thing is you got some guys who are like out of contracts, right? Like Pat Perez, I don't think has a contract. Like, what's he doing? I noticed I, Turk I feel, Pettit is back I in feel, Q school trying to do that after his year on Live. Feel last bad year. for Pat Perez, you know. It's uh, somebody that I'm 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 gonna hope he's doing okay this holiday season. Let's do a little quick flashback on the Sun City, uh, the Ned Bank Golf Challenge. Speaking of speaking of money grabs, silly season money just being splashed around everywhere. Ned Bank <laughs> Golf Challenge started in 1981. Sevi Ballesteros. Versus uh, Johnny Miller for five hundred grand. It was a million dollars. They invited like four people. It was twelve people. Now it's an official European tour event. You got Homa, JT, uh, both down there. Tommy Fleetwood's won it the last two years. Sun City. The Gary Player design is just read up a lot on that. That's got the island Gary green. Gary Player GC. Yeah, Gary Player GC. <laughs> Got the I agree, green. And I think on nine and eighteen, if I remember correctly. I believe so. I, I thought I found amusing on the website. Nothing it says, like Leopard Creek, though. This is a golf. It's a full, it's a strictly walking golf course. No carts are available. And then, like on the video on the website, there are carts in the middle of the fairway at the top of the website. I don't understand. What's you know what's going crazy? On. You know what's what? crazy intersection of uh, of uh, life and life and and this stupid golf podcast that we did. Yeah. What. So I, I uh, this girl I used to work with uh, has become like a like a travel influencer. Oh you know, she's yeah. like takes pictures. She goes like on these crazy hikes and she wildlife trips. She went to Leopard Creek. Oh God! <laughs> like went to like the national park, and it was like I like was like you know just going through stories, and I was like, oh my God! <laughs> like <Yep. what? laughs> this is yep. this is the. Uh, <laughs> She went on like some wildlife adventure there, you know. It was just like we're, in the, we're now that we're in the South African swing. I feel like that was uh, it was time That's to good. share that. 
All right, so the Ned Bank challenge. We'll do. A, I'll do a rip through. I got a Rick Riley article from 1995. This is like a primo event, off-season event. Nick Price, Jack Nicholas, Ernie Els, and Colin Monty went head-to-head. Like It's been a big thing. They call it South Africa's major. But, of course, it didn't start without controversy. Here's Rick Riley from 1995 when Corey Pavin won it. I couldn't find a lot of details on this. There's not a lot of media covered this over the last 30 years. Outlined against a make-believe palace in a phony lost city featuring a pretend volcano guarded by knockoff sphinx, near a simulated ocean against crash ocean crashing against a man-made beach in a former puppet Republic. Corey Pavin tapped his dimpled golf ball into a plastic cup on Sunday for a simple par four and made himself a pile of cash. This is again, 95. It was the winner take most million dollar challenge at the Gary player golf course in sun city. The tournament that used to prove golf has no conscience. And now depending on your stance on giant rhinestone monkeys and silk coconut trees, just proves it has no taste. All Pavin had to do was hand a final round 66 and 11 of the world's best golfers. So this was when it was a 12-player event. Good enough for a framed, embossed patch, a small crystal trophy, and one million bananas. Nick Price came in second uh, and paid $750,000 less. Money motivated six of the top seven. And so this is very appropriate now. Live. Million dollars. Yeah. Yep. Live. TG. Live. uh, Some sort of moral. There's obviously a lot of moral underpinnings with the foundation of this event and apartheid. Money motivated six of the top seven and 12 of the top 24 Sony ranked golfers to play Sun City. Of course, for enough money, golfers will play in the Mussolini Open. That's classic Rick Riley there. They proved that in the first 14 years in Sun City. So again, this is now 95. When it was part of the homeland of Bafutswana, Bafutswana, a stooge republic that was created by South African government, conveniently independent from the big country and its race-side, racist apartheid system. However, no United Nations member recognized its independence, and most athletes shunned the place, but not golfers. Despite the international athletic boycott against South Africa, and despite letters of warning from the U.S. State Department, they all came. Nicholas Trevito Floyd. One big name refused Tom Watson. Craig Stadler eventually signed a pledge not to return. Arthur Ashe used to call huge South African sports purses a, quote, guilt premium, but it was actually an American golfer who put the guilted edge on the Ned Bank challenge. In 79, Trevino, so this dubs as Trevino part two, maybe. In 79, Trevino suggested the South African host Start hotels Trevino, are. Trevino. Yes, part two. yes, yes. The spotlights are coming back. We're, They're coming we're back. We're taking advanced, it. We're coming advanced back. Advanced conversations to bring back. You know, the uh, the the OG spotlights. So Trevino suggested to this South African hotel czar, Sol Kersner, that if you put up a million dollars and let him play for it, everyone would show up. Apartheid in S- South Africa fell four years ago. So this would have been 91, followed shortly by the trip, trick re- republics. But the eye goggling money is still there. The purse that apartheid built, according to Rick Riley. Now that freedom reigns, the only reason to stay away from Sun City is distaste for the 14-hour flights or an allergy to giant illuminated tusks. Quote from Pavin, let's face it, we're here for the money. If this event was giving out 400 grand, they wouldn't have this field. Not that there's anything to look at. No, not that there's nothing to look at. This sounds, I've never heard, did you, I didn't know Sun City was like this. Sun City is the Pamela Anderson of resorts. Again, a Rick Riley reference it. You know it's all phony, but you can't help admiring the effort. 90 miles from Johannesburg, sitting in the middle of miles of African bush, it is Las Vegas on steroids. There are 10 mammoth stone elephants flanking each other on, 
uh, flaking each side of the bridge of time, which shakes exactly two millimeters every hour on the hour with a fake volcano eruption, which you can hear inside the huge hall of treasures, which is slot machines, which features Africa's largest and come to think of it only fiber optic Milky Way ceiling, which is not far from the Valley of Waves, which is where the world's most sophisticated wave making machine produces six footers, which wash up on the shores of a vast beach of made of crushed marble which is just below a 57-foot slide of courage. So it's just a total theme park place, Sun City. All right, Steve Wynn should dream this big, he said. Uh, There are massive man-made waterfalls, perilous phony hanging bridges, and faked ancient amphitheaters with actual toppled columns and even a giant penned-in game preserve with trucked-in rhinos for your viewing pleasure. Tough. There's a temple of creation, a gone of the sun lion, and the sacred monkey plaza. You are very sick of it after three days. It is not just over the top. It is a toll call from the top. Gary Player, this is amazing. For instance, calls the 13th hole, hole at Lost City. So this is adjacent to Gary Player CC. 13th hole, uh, which like the main one he designed, he calls it even more spectacular than the 16th at Cypress Point. Calls the 13th hole at uh, Lost City. Just for the record, according to Riley, the holes t- he's talking about is a downhill par three featuring a green shaped like Africa <laughs> surrounded by bunkers with three colors of sand and a pit with 38 live crocodiles. So that's what he's comparing is better than the 16th at Cypress Point. Unbelievable. You sure this isn't an Alistair McKenzie design? Once an American walked into the clubhouse and announced to the golf pro that he had saved par out of the crocodile hazard, <laughs> said there are real crocodiles in there. Um, apparently there's also the Quentin garden, Quentin gardens, crocodile sanctuary nearby invites you to come see the jumping crocodiles afterward dine on crocodile delicacies, uh, which Rick Riley amusingly says, uh, we need to speak to you about the word sanctuary. If you're feasting on the delicacies afterwards, the challenge is just as wild. This is a tournament at which John Daly reportedly lost more money in the casino than he won on the golf course. That was when last place was worth 120 grand, which he won. Uh, this place where Trevino once boogied a crucial hole after Baboon screamed in his backswing. And it's where Faldo lost a million last year. This was 94. And a couple weeks later issued the single greatest golf, golf quote of the 90s. After I won, I asked my wife what she wanted. She said a divorce. I said I wasn't thinking of anything that expensive. A, la- a year later, she almost has it. There were days when this tournament didn't quite know what it was. It was five players, then 10, then eight. For a while, it was pros with celebrities, but that ended not long after officials had to tell Hulk Hogan he was out of the tournament after he whiffed his first five times. For a while, it was winner take all, and then it was almost done. In 1986, it almost was canceled. That was when Lanny Watkins saved it. It was the height of the anti-apartheid movement, and most Americans have been scared off by the State Department telling them their safety in South Africa could not be insured. It was at that tournament, Sam Feldman, would not announce who was coming until they were in the plane and the wheels were up on their jets, sparring them the scorn of anti-apartheid groups. But in 86, there were almost no good players that were, would commit. Watkins was the only one who came. Quote, I never felt Man. afraid there. I thought Botswana ran a nice government. And his conscience never bothered him? No, I don't think an athlete is going to make a difference whether a government holds up or not. All I've got is one vote, just like everybody else. Riley, well, everybody but black, black South Africans at the time. 
Uh, the bad old days are gone now. This is 95 again. And no inconvenient political issues get in the way of golf superstars need to think about swing planes. It's nice not to have all that pressure, says two-time Sun City winner Bernhard Lahner. Don't have to worry about the pressure of the uh, political issues around you. Uh, and then he had some other pretty questionable quotes from 1995. Um, apparently, of course, if $500,000 is going to get the, the Botswana hey, black... Do you know what, what the purse is this week? It's probably not that much. What is it? $10 million? Six, No. $6, six million. Yeah. I guess that's a lot for the Euro Tour. It's a lot for the Euro Tour, but, but like, think about like, how little that's yeah. grown. And right. how like how big it was, yeah. um, you know, thirty years ago, and how little it's grown in comparison to every other purse, right? Yep. Ten minutes outside the Browns' gates of Sun City, tin shanties and blunt poverty are everywhere. Change will take time, but for now, fans, VIPs, and management are mostly still as white as the golf balls themselves. They tell us they are helping us," said David, one black lost city caddy. But each time we come to ask, they say, "No, the jobs are all full." During this week, David has a job of one of golf's first ever caddy caddies. This is true. At Sun City is so a decadent. Caddy, they're, a caddy, they're, like a caddy as in the, for the, the adjective. Yeah, caddy's about, caddy. I thought it was the descriptor, like a caddy caddy, right? Like, uh, isn't yeah. caddy, like how, how would you oh, describe Oh, C-A-T-T-Y, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out where you're you going can say that. you can say that uh you know sometimes if damon green had a few too many drinks <laughs> he's, he's a caddy caddy caddy, caddy. <laughs> very creative andy i like that so uh you're a caddy for the caddy at sun city that's so decadent 12 regular caddies get free luxury lodging free food and their own caddies do everything but carry the bag clean clubs fetch drinks shag practice balls among other things they're believed to be fir- history's first sublet caddies I think we just found the caddy major, said Phil Mickelson's regular man, Jim Mackay, in 95. Eventually, the players had to leave the Royal Baths and $300 per night, $300 per night suites and play the golf course, where, according to player, <laughs> the greens were better than Augusta National. And the jungle rough was scary. There's black mambas waiting for you Play, out so there, player, said Tom player Lay- compared. So the, the one hole rivals Cypress Point. And the greens are better <laughs> than, than Augusta, Augusta National. National. He was coming at Alistair McKenzie. He is. So Faldo shot 45 on this. The course just beats the guys up. Uh, Pavin goes out in 31, wins the, the first place prize. Um, what else have it? Pavin. So Pavin, the guy that calls jockey, was about as catchable as a cheetah. He never made bogey. His victory put a nice little candle on a chocolate-filled pastry kind of year. Let's get into silly season here. Winning the U.S. Open, of course, he had won that. Playing heroically at the Ryder Cup, and now this. We've been saving up to build a house in Orlando. Uh, In the past six weeks, he made $265,500 for second place at the Tour Championship, $225,000 at the Grand Slam at golf, $240,000 at the Skins game, and now this. So there's $1.73 million playing in fields of 30, 4, 4, and 12 throughout the silly season. Uh, I guess we'll have a little left over now after they build that house in Orlando. One man's shack is another man's mansion. So they had Moses Dildy, Dildy, I believe, is a 28-year-old sublet to Pavin's caddy. So he was promised, Eric Schwartz was Pavin's caddy in 95. He promised him he'd pay him three hundred grand out of his $100,000 take as a winning caddy. Uh, he said, I figured he'd buy himself a car. He's never had one. Actually, nobody in 
Levy's family has owned a car and he has a 30 minute walk to his job as a caddy each day at Sun City. But he had his sights set on more than that. He wanted a new house of his own. He lives in a one room tin shanty few miles from the chrome glare of sunset. It has no kitchen, no bathroom, two kids, his girlfriend, and on one wall, a giant poster of Pavin in the, sha- in the shanty. His caddy's caddy. So he handed over the bag to Schwartz on the first tee. They win it. He gets his take. Uh, his prayers were answered. He was crying, uh, according to Riley. So he's going to build a four-room house, two bedrooms, a kitchen, and a living room with an outdoor toilet. As he talked, he kept trying to pull the, his hat over his face to hide his par five grin and tears that would soon follow. No such luck. I'm so, so happy. Said an emotional Schwartz, Pavin's caddy. A house for 3000 bucks. This is pretty cool. There you go. That's your flashback Friday to 1995 Sun City Ned Bank Challenge. Unbelievable. Little bit of its history. Uh, felt apropos as the money is awash in silly season and some of the, I don't know, just the different circumstances for a lot of folks out there. The caddy's caddy. Do you guys want a caddy caddy? Should we do a sh- shotgun start golf advice? Do you want to do that I or you want to one. call it? I a got day? one. I SGS got one. golf advice at gmail.com. You know what? We usually, we sometimes have some hard stops. I'm blowing through the next right. meeting. We'll just apologize when, I, when okay. I'm when i late. All right. I thought that was a good one, appropriate for the Ned Bank this week. So, uh, SGS right. golf advice at gmail.com. We'll keep doing these on Fridays through the holidays. Send your, uh, we may get some guests to help. Hey, out I got I actually have an advice question for you. Okay. I feel like you've got you're you've been in this arena multiple times. Probably this is probably light work for you over a weekend. <laughs> I got three birthday parties. Three three year old birthday parties lined uh-huh. up this. Uh-huh. What do I do? What what are some tips? Some you know. I mean, for you it's a disaster because three year old is generally you're still in the zone of parents stay. Like someone asked me at my eight-year-old's last week, are you staying? I go, oh God, are you kidding me? I'm sprinting the other way. I'm getting the hell out of here. Like, so are they lap, uh, overlapped back to back? What's going on here? I mean, it's crazy. I have one today, Thursday, oh, Thursday at 3.30. That's stupid. You can't I went tomorrow, that. Friday, which is like, it's a holiday. I yeah. I was, it's a 10 a.m. Friday birthday party. It's like, well, that there goes like, the middle part of my day and i got one sunday i got it's insanity it's insanity do you can you split it up with your wife or you both have to go how's that work she's she i you know i've missed i've missed my fair share of birthday parties because of travel yeah she's contemplating sitting one out and sending me as the sole sole person to one so if anything, if anything, I'm going solo to all of these birthdays. You can't parties. do the drop off, right? You can't. Three no. year old, you, you got to stay and and observe. And they're at like open area, like one's yeah. at a park. There a couple are at a park, right? I mean, you're just jammed. I mean, that's what you do if you can have an adult beverage at one of them. Although they're not very convenient what, times. The 10 a.m. one. Yeah, you think the 10 a.m. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Thursday at three thirty. I mean, these may be listeners, but are the other parents like uh, good conversation? Do we know? What we're I don't really know. Okay. I don't really know them. You know, you just are where you are. I have no advice other than you got to suck it up and go through it. And you're lucky they're spread out across three days and not in the same day because that will often happen with multiple kids. You're lucky. Count your stars. Just be happy that you get multiple days on which to jump on these grenades and they're not all popping you one after another. 
That's my right. advice. <laughs> I like that advice. That's good advice. <laughs> All right. Here's some more. Here's another one. This is golf advice. This is from listener Ben. 31, first baby on the way. No interest in fighting. Cut. Hi, gentlemen. As stated above, my wife and I are expecting our first baby in late March. We are both golf addicts and walk 9 or 18 about three times a week in the summer. What a nice common interest, you know? Yep. Great. Uh, We are all in on continuing to play competitively and have no interest in cutting back on golf. Therefore, we have plans to bring the baby in a jogging stroller on the golf course next year. My father-in-law typically plays uh, with us and takes a cart. If anything happened, diaper blowout, inclement weather, weather, etc., we could get back to the clubhouse without issue. We've thought this through and don't see a problem with it. Can I interject I'm verbal, here? I'm a verbal NDA, everybody in this audience. What's that mean? I'm, I'm NDAing. I'm sending everybody a non-disclosure agreement. A stroller? I, a stroller? I want a I I push cart stroller. Okay. I'm going to build it. I, this is an idea. Whenever I'm done with this podcast, I'm building push cart strollers. A stroller is just an incredible, effective piece of apparatus. Just a, like moving, like not just children. I'm talking like as a command center for the golf course, as a command. Like our kids have been out of strollers for a year now or two. We know what we just did on Halloween. We took that stroller. stroller. We had a cooler in the seat. There was trash. It was a garbage can underneath. It was everything. We it was a beer center. Beer center. I feel like stroller I'm, is amazing I'm not using this. the stroller to to the uh, to the level that I should be. Oh, it's amazing for that. I haven't used it in like a year. It's the walking command center during Halloween. It can be for many other things, but okay, I like that. All right, continue on. Makes sense for a, for a golf round. I shared this plan with a fellow member at our club who just had his first baby. He gave me a look of disappointment, shook his head, and went on to explain that he tried the same thing earlier this year. We're in uh, uh, Ohio City, that some describe as another state, um, and and on a (laughs) 70-degree January day when the course was open but still relatively quiet, he walked nine with his baby in the stroller. When he was walking off the course, the GM approached him. And said, babies and strollers are not allowed on the course. That's stupid. And that's that is club a club policy. I didn't ask any follow up questions. Smart. You don't want to. You don't want to know too much here. Yeah, yeah. But I assume it's a liability to the club, or they don't want to open the floodgates on non golfing beings tagging along for a round. <sighs> in parentheses, dog. Um. Despite the rule, we plan to play dumb and attempt stroller golf when the weather breaks and the wife is ready to swing a club. First, is it unreasonable for us to bring the kid out? More useful, a few added information. We're not slow. I'm a scratch. My wife is a one or two. We can play nine and 80 minutes walking. The golf course winds through a neighborhood. It's very spread out. There are only two adjacent holes where an errant drive could end up in the wrong fairway. We have a good relationship with the GM and staff and don't want to push buttons, but are willing but I'm willing to argue against this rule. Let me know your thoughts. I would argue vehemently against this rule. What's it's a terrible harm? rule. What's the harm? Is Could the stroller cause uh, maintenance damage? Potentially, no. if you're an idiot. Like, I don't no, know. Like, yeah, it can. It's very hard. Um, can I say something that's been bothering me lately? <laughs> yes. Hello. Yes, absolutely. Like 
push carts should be able to be pushed directly across a green. I knew you're. I can't wait till superintendents are going to get on me for this. Strollers, push carts, they can go right across the green, and people are going to be like, "Oh, you might, you might damage the green." It's like, have you ever seen how much a a lawnmower that they use to mow the greenways? Yeah, I had the same thought. We were recently played at a place. I won't say where. Where you got caught in some spots where there wasn't like necessarily a path to, you maybe had a I think, one wheel going on the green, and I was all freaked out about it at first, and then I did it. I was like, oh god, like what am I talking about? This is nothing. This is nothing. This is, the way you walking on the green, yes, you yourself yes. walking on the green, yes, has a chance to cause more damage than the push cart rolling across the green. Now I think it should be avoided where you can. I don't think yes. you need to needlessly go down the middle of the green. I agree. Okay. I agree with right. that. Okay. But it, it's just like, I think it's another advantageous thing to walking. It's like, right. oh, I could just walk in a direct line. Right? Right. No, I agree. I, I agree. I had that recent experience, too. So, so the stroller, the stroller is can't, not, yeah. it cannot possibly cause any damage. Unless you're really stupid and I don't know what you do. You get in the bunker. I, mean, I don't know. You yourself, you if you're that, that unintelligent, <laughs> you yourself can Just cause more damage. Yeah, right. That's true. So what's, I don't understand. I, I think I just, like, I guess the liability of the ball hitting the baby, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I, you have to sign a waiver. Like, could there be a waiver? I, mean, I think every, you need to, I think you actually need 50/50. to ask questions. You got to ask questions. To get to the bottom of this. Yeah, although sometimes it's best to be willingly naive or blindly naive. I, I am a big fan of that. I mean, every day is 50-50. There's liability around every corner. Golf ball could hit you walking down the street. I don't get that. It seems like it's not the cost-benefit. Let the people take their kid out. We're talking about growing the game. We're talking about making whatever time you spend out there more enjoyable, more accessible, more... Uh, feasible why put up this unnecessary roadblock i think if it just make it happen it, i don't I, I think you have to push back you can cite us two idiots on the internet if you want further support but i think this is an insane rule that's only hindering your club's you know camaraderie enjoyment people like being able to enjoy time on the golf course and even get out there at all so I don't get I don't I don't think there's a solid enough argument for eliminating strollers or in this case, especially given all the the command center impacts you can have, right? Getting your kid out there, that's diaper changing. Well, this, you got is, everything. this is why I think I've got a you know a brilliant idea. It yeah. might not be a you know it might not be an idea that would interest you know a, a top TGL. ten player in the world from from uh, getting involved, but I think it's a it's like uh, it's maybe like a couple hundred thousand dollar idea. <laughs> Is the is the push cart stroller, right? Yeah. Like you just have to re re re. You gotta get, like make the back just like um, you know, a slot. So if anybody wants to design this with me, I I really want little to no involvement in the company. I just want an equity stake. <laughs> so please let me know. We'll market it. Yeah, we'll market it. Yeah, we'll give you ad reads if you if you provide provide me with some equity. And, you engineer and it and make it happen. Yeah. Um. Okay. So anything else on that a- advice? I mean, it's an asinine rule. You push back. You try to, I don't know. I would just, I would honestly like you continue to defy push it. Cart with the, with the clubs, like right by the handle, your clubs are right there. 
maybe it's like you've got it's more like a bike handle that you're pushing and in between it is where all the clubs sit like uh, a la sabatini's bag yeah i mean the stroller is on that kind of incline angle anyway yes as it is it's and perfect tuck the bag behind it yeah it works it's perfect it works it's, it's, it's yep. bulletproof yep it works we just need an engineer to actually and and our equity stick most right. importantly what else what other that. you have any other advice? ideas for free emails you want to get to my internet's crap all been verbally out. ended you any other NDA'd. advice you want to get to internet just tanked on us are we done with advice you got another one you want to do um do you want to do another i got i got another one do one more one more okay. send the people okay. into the weekend hopefully my internet holds right. up to turn in a cheater or not 50s 50s male doesn't want to give away his age he must be scared 50s male no interest in fighting didn't want to give away his kids his number of kids either so trying to i think he's trying to keep an anonymity here at an all-time anonymity i played in played in a, a state golf association event with a partner i'd never teamed up with uh during the event i saw him cheat once and 99 percent sure he cheated two other times that i saw he's a very very good player prior mini tour player and I'm okay on oh the plus God. side, but not great for this level of golf. I mean, it sounds like you're pretty good. seems like they're playing in like a four ball tournament. Yeah. yeah. Um, first time I believe he cheated was on a hole in our first match where he pulled his drive left into the gunk. He hit a provisional straight down the middle. All of us searched for his ball for a couple minutes. And during the time that time I saw him return to his bag, pull out another ball. He already had the provisional in play and there wasn't a hazard on that side of the hole. He went back searching, and we went to our balls. Lo and behold, he announced he found his ball and had a clear shot. I car- I carried the hole anyways. So, you know, he 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 won the hole. Did- irrelevant to the result. Yeah. Second time, I believe he cheated. He was in uh, the same match when he pulled his drive left, and I found it sitting between two rocks. He did have a, a tough chip shot sideways back to the fairway, but nothing else. The rocks were touching each other creating a V both rocks were taller than the ball. When I got back to my ball, I saw him moving rocks, multiple rocks. And then he announced he was going to play it, play it down the fairway. I told him to hold on. I was going to consult with him about the play he was going to make. He got very animated and told me to stay away. He hit his shot into the tree in front of him and it was out of the hole. Anyway, we lost the hole. The time I did see him cheat was on the same hole as the rock situation in our match the next day. I found it, I found his ball left again. It was a horrible lie. So I watched him closely out of my side eye to see if he was going to move it. He did. Hit another crappy shot at that point, but it put a uh, but I put it on in two and was putting for eagle. This match was close, and I determined we were going to forfeit if it came uh, from that. Uh, we tied the hole and lost the match in the next couple holes. I lost a lot of respect I had for him and I'll never partner with him again. I didn't come out to the officials due to the relationship this person has with someone very close with me. I did question him later that day about him moving his ball. He said he didn't. And then when I pressed him, he said he did, but he did it because he was taking an unplayable. He admitted he was wrong, not announcing the unplayable, but not in the, I kind of cheated that way admission. Would you have come out to the other team once you saw him cheat or the tournament official after the round? Signed, nothing lower than a golf cheat. 
Uh, it's just hard. I mean, it's really objectionable. It's offensive. Um, it it's hard like, with the personal relationship. Yes, it sounds like this person, I'm just guessing, is like married to your sister or, you know, is a nephew or something like that. Like there's some sort of close relationship with this person. Um, I mean, I'm glad you called him out at least individually. He has to wear that shame, apparently, although it seemed to sort of roll off his back a little too easily. Um, it's tough. I, I wish I had a... a I would feel inclined to turn him in. I just would. I, I would, or if not in an official capacity, his reputation should precede himself wherever he goes. Again, if it's this, if it's a club, you know, maybe you tell five people to tell another five people. Like I know there are like known cheats at clubs, like without fail, same guy is cheating. Like, Oh, my ball wasn't OB. I found it just here. Like, there are known cheats and everybody knows their cheats and they know that's part of the deal when they sign up to play or they get caught out there playing with them. Like it's just like the guy's reputation should be spread far and wide. Maybe that's something that's not going all the way and turning them into the officials and causing this big blow up. But there need to be some measures taken and because this is so unacceptable and offensive and you can't have this guy going around uh, untainted by it. So, I don't know. We have to ask the Big Ten commissioner what he would do. Process. He's the one wrangling with these kind of questions right now with Michigan. What would you do? Would you would you just go turn him in? It's a hard. I think it's a hard because like I I don't know the full um you know personal relationship thing, and I think that's what makes this really tricky. Um, yeah. but I agree. You just banish him from your your golf life. Yeah. Um, at the bare minimum, right. uh, if there's some sort of relationship that. The bars you you don't want to create this bad blood this animosity um obviously that's something you have to weigh every day with decisions right um you know mm. we got to weigh it with tgl you know whether they want them coming at us or not you know <laughs> but but the, they are working you know, the refs harder than an oem with the rollback right now tgl <laughs> they're like tom Izzo out there working the refs like so Paulie Uline and they're in the rollback title list. Yeah. All right. So anyways, I think I think I would just, you know, banish banish them from the golf life, your golf life. I I had a um a situation in my in my 20s where um we had a group of friends and and one of them was cheating and we just never played golf with them again, you know. And um you know, that was that was it. Right. And it's like, well, you know, that was it was just wasn't fun. It was just a friendly match. And it was just, you know, it, it wasn't fun. Right. Like it's like, um, you know, and so that's the way it is. I think you go from that. The hard thing is this guy's playing in like it sounds like state championships, yeah. Yeah. which is like the the tricky thing. Um, and I don't know what you really do there. I I think it's like I think you need to like almost you got to almost like clue someone that will say something in yeah, and allow, allow it to take course from there. You know, the words got to be back back door, back door this so that it's allowed to, you know, what your desired result is allowed. It it happens, but you need to do it in a way that it doesn't come back to you. If that relationship aspect is, is important. Right. Yep. 
Yep. It's a good. Re- I think that's reasonable advice. It's a tricky one. I think we we gave you some avenues there. Hopefully, you know, I, I I met a diplomat at our event last week. I think he'd have an interesting take on this, like a real life because he's diplomatic. diplomatic. <laughs> I had so many questions for him. Like, I think I could have asked him about about how you become a diplomat and like all the intricacies of that. <laughs> this for... is like biker game territory. So, a, I mean, think not about an ambassador. That. Think about Was it a an diplomat? Amb- okay. The diplomats report to ambassadors. So, Did diplomat, you, know that? you have like a professional training to be a diplomat. Ambassadors are just usually some fancy boy off the street who's given a, who has no, you know, who just wants to be posted somewhere, you know, is friends with the, president or the prime minister or whatever so a diplomat has real training to be a diplomat okay. real training right. have to pass a test okay. um <laughs> really wow. yeah and uh i have questions too god we were talking to him about the diplomatic community and he said he he oh. he lives his life when he's in a place that he has diplomatic community He's way more open to taking risks. Yeah. Like he just well, like he yeah. drives faster. Yes. He doesn't he doesn't worry about anything. I mean, this is because the thing. he's like, got immunity. I got all these friends who grew up in DC and they'd end up with diplomat kids like at their high school. And like the cops would come and bust up the party, and the diplomat kids would just walk out scot free. You know, they could just diplomat plates give you license around DC to just do anything and then the kids get out everybody's getting busted for underage drinking and the diplomat kids just kind of walk home it's it's an incredible sort of circumstance so yeah diplomat i like that. i might trade this all in to become a diplomat after talking <laughs> to him i'm very interested he did say that he thought i would make a good diplomat <laughs> that's i i question that we'll see i questioned that too i said i don't know i don't know about that I need more. I need more on the. We need a diplomat se- diplomat segment. Uh, we could have him come on. Yeah, we could have him come on the pod. Maybe Dr. just Diplom- answer golf advice questions as a from a diplomatic point of view. So, all right, that does it for this rambling, lengthy, beefy Friday. Everybody, everybody needs an hour and ten minute podcast on a Friday you in know? November when golf is yeah. hot right now. But this, this is the time to shine for us. Um, everyone, enjoy your Friday. Go to fatquirk.com slash golf. Get your order in now. Uh, we'll be back Monday to, I don't know what we'll go through. Ned Bank, Bermuda, LPJ, Annika at the Blueberry Fest. We'll go through that on Monday. We'll talk to you then.